everyone, welcome back to the Meant to Be. Today we have Asasa Ogo here with us. Asasa, thank you so much for being here. Um, Asasa is a first year resident physician at Johns Hopkins. She's also a traveler, a mentor, a photographer, a model. And she's also a mentor to me and to so many other wonderful men and women as well. Asasa, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? I'm so happy to be here and so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll tell you what you're doing, though. You're, you're doing big things, okay? We're trying. We're trying, trying to be like you. I'm trying my best. Thank you so much. Um, so I wanted to start by the usual, like, why medicine question. Um, I saw you. We had spoken about it earlier, but I would just love for you to tell the people why you felt called to be an MD. Yeah, I think that. I think for a lot of people, it can be a very, like, direct, like, this was the moment that I knew why uh, I needed to go into medicine. But I think for me, it was a series of moments. Uh, but I think, you know, simplifying, I think that it's definitely a calling. I think that God used several different points in my life to allow me to know that this was somewhere that he wanted me to be. This was a space, a field that he needed me. Uh, but I think I felt uh, one call to medicine, so I think that God really made it clear that it was a field that He wanted me to be in. Um, I'm Nigerian, and also Sobo, like obviously, for those of you that know that, that's a very Nigerian sounding name. Um, and my parents, of course, like when we were growing up, you know, as a lot of immigrant parents do, they want you to have, like, they want you to pursue a career that they know will make money, will keep you safe, and will keep them sound, you know? And so, of course, my friends were always telling me I was going to be a doctor. But I think it had to, it was like little things along the way. Like in high school, I knew that I really enjoyed anatomy and learning more about this, like, body that got created. I was just, like, so in awe of it all the time. It's probably why I also did photography so I could capture it. Um, but as I got into college and started doing more community service work, that was more in line with, like, the public health field, like, figuring out, like, public health kind of interventions, I realized that doing that kind of work, like going out and educating people, doing blood pressure screenings, those things, wasn't enough. It wasn't allowing me to have a hands-on uh, impact on an individual's health. Like, I wanted to understand, better understand what medications they were on. I wanted to understand how they work on the body. I wanted to understand, you know, exactly what was going on like from a scientific perspective and be able to better educate folks on like how you can best take care of yourself. And I also realized that I didn't I didn't see a black doctor until I was like in the twenties. And I was in this like photography field like trying to make sure that I was showing folks the need for diversity in models and in, in whatever field. I was like all about like let me show people why diversity is important, why like, black women are beautiful and why no matter what size or shape, that that same, that same energy went into medicine. And I wanted to be the, the doctor, be the person that I didn't get to see growing up. Like, I couldn't imagine myself as a doctor. I never saw one that looked like me. So I think there were, I think there's many, there's so many different mm -hmm. things that make medicine like the place for me. But those are the I love that so much. And it's so interesting that you say you want to be the doctor, the doctor you didn't see growing up. I don't, I don't think I've ever told you how exactly like I found you or how I like became, like how I entered the med giveaway a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I was going through, 
um, one of my phases of like, should I really go to medical school? Should I really not? And I remember looking in my basement, I remember looking up, should I go to medical school, black doctor? And your YouTube video popped up on YouTube. I think you were like doing like your, you were doing like a, you were doing like a skincare thing. You were doing your skincare. And I was like, let me just fast forward the skincare part. I was like, and you started telling your story about um, undergrad and then going to think you could post back. And then I think you did like a, like another program and then you went to med school. And I was like, oh my God, this girl, she's like, she's just like me. And I followed you. And then I, that's when I found out about like all of like the content creators and like medicine, um, med school, Mila, Adochi Mimi, and all those other wonderful people. And I was like, oh my God, these people, there's so many of them and they're so pretty and they're thriving. I'm trying to be like that. So I just want to say you really have like, you really have been doing that. Um, you really have been a representation for so many people. And I guess that leads me to like my other question is being someone who a lot of people look up to, it, sometimes it can get very overwhelming, um, especially when you have things going on for yourself. You're pouring yourself into a lot of things. And I guess that leads us to like balancing things out, um, balancing, I guess, in medical school, balancing things now. How do you make time to pour into yourself and pour into um, yourself to yourself important to your passions as well yeah i think one thing i'll say about something you just said is that when i was younger this is very random my parents used to watch oprah um and my, my grandparents whatever i remember thinking like man all these people love oprah and they write her letters and i'm like you know just like listening or whatever and she's not answering people's letters mm -hmm. <laughs> And I remember like, man, that's not, that's not nice. You need to answer people's letters, you know? So I used to, I remember I prayed like, you know, God, if you ever make me famous like Oprah, I'm going to respond to everybody. Now, I understand now that that is a very lofty goal. I'm definitely nowhere near uh, as popular, whatever, as Oprah. Mm -hmm. I will say one of the things that I always do is I, I, I answer messages that people send me no matter what. I don't necessarily, I think that there are times, of course, when I would find it to be overwhelming, but my like motto is be the plug, like be the person that I wish I had. I wish I had someone that helped me to remind myself, like, don't, don't step in that pothole, girl. Don't make, don't turn that corner, girl. There's something there. You know, like, I wish I had someone that was doing that for me because I did it and I was looking crazy. Oh, so <laughs> like. I might take a while to respond, but for the most part, I'm responding. It doesn't take me much. I might just send a voice, a voice note to people, whatever, because it's not, it's not a thought. It's not a thought to be resourced. It's not a thought to, like, it's been my prayer to let the Lord use me. And mm -hmm. so that is going to be, that is going to still be my prayer forever. Now, when it comes to, like, how I'm balancing things, I will say as an intern in internal medicine, there is no balance. As, uh, there, there, there's absolutely no balance okay not even a little no, no, no. <laughs> it's it's a it's a day by day yeah because you are working 80 plus hours you go from just like studying and like medicines consuming my life uh no in med school i was more balanced i was like i'm st i gotta stop studying at this time and i'm gonna watch tv i'm gonna edit some photos i'm gonna plan out a shoot i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this I tried to make sure that I was infusing. I touched something that I loved like every day. That is impossible. It's impossible interning here because you are literally working 
80 to sometimes 100 hours a week. And when you calculate the hours in the week, that leaves you like this much time to sleep, eat, and clean your butt, okay? So like there's literally, I know the first, I feel like I only started getting more creative thoughts in the past like two months. And I've been, this is like, that means like for the first seven or eight months, I had no creative thoughts. That is abnormal for me. Mm-hmm. Like I always have an idea of a photo shoot or whatever, even if I don't ever get to do it, that I can just jot down and it's a story that I want to tell sometime in the future. I've had nothing, boom, because all I, all you can do is go to work, try to absorb because everybody's just trying to teach you important to you and you're just getting exposed to so many new things. There's no, there's no balance. I don't care what anybody says. And maybe that's at least in internal medicine, but I think that's for intern year across the board. Okay. You don't really have time. Now, before intern year, again, I would say that I would try to schedule things. Like I'd be like, okay, Thursdays, I'm going to, I'm going to think about photography or I'm going to schedule like a, a portrait. I used to do these like five minute portrait sessions because I'm like, I don't have much, but I have five minutes and I would meet random people at coffee shops and then ask them if they would like, if I could take their picture and then I shoot them in my parking lot behind my apartment or whatever, because I had this passion and this desire to create. So I think that with any, with most things, you know, you're going to be able to make time for the things that fill you up. But I think intern year is a very specific, a very specific point in time where the things that fill you up might literally be that you're taking a shower and you're blasting your favorite music so that you can just have this moment. Mm -hmm. Or I'm in the hospital and I just need to just talk to God for a moment. So I'll just go on a stairwell and just talk to, talk to the Lord for a minute. It's more, more intentional moments throughout the day that I can try to refill my cup a little bit because I'm just pouring out so much. It's not mm-hmm. as big um, as it used to be. I appreciate your honesty and I really do hope things get better. Um, and I hope this, like, we know always say this, this too shall pass, but when you're in it, it's like, it's not moving fast. It's not going fast enough. No. But um, yeah. yeah, I really do pray that as things get better and as you move on to your next year, that you have time to breathe and those creative juices flow even more than ever before even. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I wanted to ask another question about, you know, being the plug. Um, what is one thing, having talked to so many people, having mentored so many people, what is one consistent thing that like, I wish this girl or this boy knew this thing. What is one thing that you that you experienced that you wish other people knew or one mistake that you wish you had avoided or something wish you had known earlier in your journey? Yeah, I think I wish I trusted and believed that I was enough at that moment. And my desire to go into medicine or my desire to be a photographer or whatever was enough. That's the first step is you have this desire, you have this wish to do something. That's more than most people have. Some people don't have any inspirations or any any aspirations you know Mm -hmm. and so i think that i wish yeah that i remembered each and every day no matter what was coming my way that i was enough in this moment like yeah i think that's i think that's super important especially in terms of the field of medicine um i believe that it, it needs to be something that you know why you're doing it if you're a god, if you're a godly person or whatever, I think it's important to like talk to God about it and make sure that He has called you to it because 
in this country. It is a career. It's a field that will suck you dry. And if it is not the place that you are meant to be, it will be a very, very, very painful journey. So, um, and one where, you know, it's like rampant of just like comparing yourself, you're comparing your MCAT scores, you're comparing your board scores, you're comparing your experiences, your research, your leadership. Uh, it's like everybody's comparing each other, trying to show why they deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, I'm going to show you out. I'm going to show you up. Relax. Me, I'm enough. You are enough. She mm-hmm. is enough. He is enough. And we're all here together. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Being enough is, it's been hard to do. It's been hard to, to swallow that, especially when there is, you know, they put the stats on the stat requirements. They put the GPA requirements. Yes. You have to have this many hours and you're like, I don't have that. So are you saying I'm not qualified enough? But yeah, I think that's a huge thing that I am even trying to learn is to just realize that I am enough, like in the present moment. So thank you for saying Mm -hmm. that. Um, I wanted to ask you one other thing, cycling back to um, your med school journey. um, Like your, I wanted to ask you about your MCAT and your GPA. Um, What were those stats and how do you feel you applied those numbers and your personality and your skill and technique to apply to medical school? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's something people need to talk about more. Um, So I took the MCAT four times. I took it four times, and my last score that I actually got, that I actually applied was a 501. So I took the old MCAT, which was a two-digit score before. Um, So, ugh, when I was not ready, when my parents were yelling at me, forced me to do it, take it when when you feel ready. Do not take it a day or sooner. Waste the money. Um, But I got a 501. That was my high score. And then my GPA was, it's, it's hard to, well, it's not hard to put it together. So my undergraduate GPA sucked. I was like struggling just to go to class and stay motivated for so many different reasons. But my undergrad GPA, I think I graduated with like a 2.82 or something. So that meant that my science was even lower than that. Um, I ended up getting into grad school uh, to get my master's of public health. And even that, I went through like so many deaths in my family in those next few years. My GPA was like a 3.3 or 3.4. Like nothing, nothing to right home about. Um, and then I did a one year post back, uh, at Charles drew. And that one was like a three, nine only because of an a minus. So really when you go in and apply to those programs, go on, look at how they, they go on and score things. That should have been a 4.0. Yeah. Respectful. Anyways, all that to say that when I applied to med school, you put really the, what the, the, the GPA that they care about. It's not any grad school GPA. It's your undergrad because that's, those are all the prereqs that they're looking at. And so even with taking a whole year of post-bac, I also was taking additional like post-bac S classes during my master's program on the side at a different school. Mm-hmm. With all of those classes put together, it only raised my undergraduate cumulative GPA to a 2.99. And I think my science was like a 2.7 something and it had jumped. Okay. So even like when I applied, I was like, if someone doesn't take me with this, you don't deserve me. Because I'm like, the post-bac should be enough. I took like mm-hmm. anatomy, I took immunology, I took like some hardcore classes and mm-hmm. all of them stacked and aced them. So my, my mindset was like, whatever you're, whatever you're bringing into your application, you have to be able to stand strong and feel like I'm good enough with this. And so I brought that energy into telling my story and my personal statement, telling my story through my 15 experiences, 
telling my story through my disadvantage statement because all of it is you're presenting yourself as this is who I am. This is why I chose to pursue this extremely difficult career. I feel like I'm called to do it. I feel like I'm qualified to do it. So here, read it. If you if you vibing with me, interview me and meet me in person. That's that's literally that's literally what it is. Yeah. You saying that means a lot to me as well. Um, yeah, I think I'm someone who who kind of struggles with feeling like I'm enough with the numbers because they're not the highest or they're not the best. Yeah. But yeah, yes. I definitely will try to put my best foot forward. Um, my last question for you is, what is something that you are looking forward to in this chapter and in the coming chapters of your MD journey? Um, could it be finishing this first year of residency? What are you looking forward to long term? Is there anything you want to share with us? that you're excited yeah, about. Yeah. I mean, ah, you know, I'm really coming out of like a phase of burnout. So this is actually a great time. I feel like I would have been a lot more negative, um, <laughs> especially that I'm like coming off of a night shift and doing this. Like this, yeah. is, real, this is real growth. Um, I am looking, I'm definitely looking forward to being done with engineer. Everybody says the second year, at least at Hopkins is, is better because we get more weekends. Like when I look at it, I think I got like 12 weekends in a year, maybe 14 out of 52 weeks in the year. That doesn't include my vacation time. So I, I take that back, but two, like a weekend, a Saturday and a Sunday off. That is called a golden weekend in residency. Oh my God. So you'll find out. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to one, get more time off. Cause I think that is very necessary. Um, I'm excited to see that I'm putting the pieces together, that I have the knowledge that I seek. Um, I want to be an amazing physician and I feel like I already am great in my abilities just, just to just connect with my patients. Um, and I think that's something that you can't learn. You can learn the medicine, but I think it is very hard to get bedside manner to be able to, you know, connect and be vulnerable with a patient. Like that takes a lot uh, to be able to do and I can do it. And I'm so happy that I can. Um, and it's just coming to me now. So I will say that is something that I'm super blessed. And I know that the rest of the stuff that has been stressing me out, that I doubt myself every other day, all the content, all of the, pathology and the farm and all of it, it will come with time mm -hmm. and exposure. So I'm looking forward to the growth. I'm looking forward to being an engineer. I'm looking forward to being done. Um, I think I'm going to specialize. I'm not going to share with ladies. You got to check me out. I follow okay. me. Enough to yes. find it, but. Follow her guys. Yes. Yes, thank you so much. That's what I say. Um, I just want to say, like I tell you, tell you this all the time, but you are you're phenomenal. You pour into me, you pour into so many people, and I'm just so appreciative of you. Um, I'm rooting for you. I'm sure the people that are watching this are rooting for you. You drop some serious gems and knowledge. Please follow us, Jose, if you are not following her already. Thank you so much for being here. Please get some rest. You literally, she literally just came from her job and came here, and she still looks stunning. So please go. Go and get some rest, okay? Please, please. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, girl. Take care. Thank you.